It's a whole nother day. I'm back up in you. Snoop Deagle Double G. I represent you. Been away for a while, but you all know I'm still doggy styling on death row. Got no. shit like Damn, that. Damn, you so know. So if you plan on coming out, nigga, hold up. Hold up. Stick up. Dick up. What is up and welcome to another episode of The Kickback. This is episode number 42. It was Jackie Robinson episode. So that means we had to have a a real good guest on. We had had to make sure that we we had a guest that was going to be up to Jackie Robinson standards, 42. Mm. So I'll, I'll let you know who the guest is. But not only that. For those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, who started listening to the podcast when I started with my brother, uh, before he was ever even called Dead Malt, this is a thank you to you. So we're going to go old school, original. We're doing the kickback with myself and the guest host for this episode, Dead Malt, also known as my brother. That's right, baby. What's I'm- up, man? I'm back, my guy. <laughs> it feels good to be back. I'm not the co-host. I'm the main host for today. Well, all right. We'll see how that goes. Now nah, we'll see. So I was going to say this is like a cool... When I when I text you about it, because obviously, if you if you guys have been listening, you know that Jay and Jesse and myself, we, we can't... We've been practicing social distancing. We're making sure that we stay apart from each other so that way we don't get our family sick. So I was like, how about instead of me talking into an empty room and, you know, just being by myself for a first part of the show doing the what's on tap or whatever, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask my fucking brother to come on because he's here every so often anyway. So it's not like I could stop him from coming. That's right. Is social distancing still three feet? I thought it's six feet. Just kidding. It's six. just want to see if you know, know what you're talking about, you know? Oh, yes. So... <laughs> um. I was uh I was looking at like what's going on or I was like seeing what's going on. I'm curious cuz I I don't think I really asked you at all like what what you've been up to like when it comes to the coronavirus or the quarantine at least. Like what have you been doing to to stay away for or to I guess do your part. Uh man, just I'm practicing social distancing. I'm staying home. Um I only go out when I need to. I mean, whether it's to visit the family here or to go to the grocery store. But um, for the most part, I've just been stuck at home, getting real bummy. My hair looks like shit. I uh, can't be hitting the barber. Okay, when well you're looking at me, I have a fucking fro going on. Yeah. So, I mean, just staying home, man. Just staying home. Trying not to catch the Rona. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. Drinking beer. I go on live here and there. I know for those of you that are listening and follow me on uh, Dead Malt Anarchy, I go, I go live here and there. And um, just talk bullshit, listen to music, and uh, still trying to figure out how I'm putting together this giveaway I'm gonna do. But that's for a whole nother, whole nother time. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna say like this whole, this whole thing. Like, have you been? What was it like? Uh, helping local businesses? Like, are you buying at like delivery restaurants and stuff like that? Uh, well, for beer, yeah. So like, I'll. I'll from Cask and Hammer, they're delivering or other breweries that are that I can pick up from just to support local business. You know, I try and do my part as much as I can to support them, but I try. So, um, when I was when I was thinking about doing the the episode with you, I was like, man, I was like thinking about all the episodes that we did before. Like, yeah. there was it 
eight or six, six or eight or something like that. Eight thousand. No, I'm just yeah, saying. right. So uh, I'm curious because you've been talking about wanting to do your own podcast. Like, what made you what what made you want to to jump on one uh, or start doing your own? Well, I've always liked it. the The podcast you and I had, well, the kickback, still still alive. Um, I had a good time doing it, just kind of chopping it up, bullshitting it with you, and just kind of putting content out for people to listen to. And um, I hadn't been doing that for a while besides, like, posting pictures and stuff like that. But I felt like um, I wanted to put something together, put something out with uh, not only myself but a friend of mine and then just have some more content for people to listen to because I know people are listening to other podcasts and stuff like that. And and I have some shit to say, man. I have a lot of things on my mind that that I feel some people might want to listen to. Yeah, and... What's crazy is that I as soon when I when I started doing it and I know like once we started doing it together you kind of like caught the bug of like being able to talk like in front of or behind a mic like you just bullshitting or talking about certain shit so yeah I could see I could see you doing it and I could see you just I'm surprised it's been like this big gap where it's like we stopped doing it and then you went so long where it's like I thought you were gonna like kind of kickstart one sooner. No, nah, man. The the thing was like when I talked about you, when I talked to you about it a while ago, was just trying to build another brand. I just didn't want to like start a podcast and then just see, okay, hopefully people listen. I kind of wanted to start, you know, some kind of following or a brand, and people that rock with me or fuck with me will end up listening to it because it's based on you know beer, music, or whatever it might be. So there's already like a a following or an audience behind it. So that's what's taken so or took so long for me to want to come up with it. Yeah, and I'm I'm a lot of the episodes that we've done like with Jesse or Jay and myself we always talk about this or not always but most of the time we talk about, you know, family, so either you come up or their brother or you know Jesse's brother comes up. And I'm always I'm always curious. I don't know if you're the same way, but I'm always curious to see what other people's dynamic are, like with their brother or their sister or their older sibling or whatever. Yeah. Because obviously you and I are like, I think it's like a pretty normal brother relationship. Like we either, you know, we'll argue every now and then, just like the other day. We don't have to get into it, but just like the other day, I got mad at Deadmall. And then... All right, stop. Just Just stuff like that. This guy got mad at me because I came over to the house... (laughs) I opened the the fridge in the in the on in the Easter's. garage on Easter's, um, and there was a, there was a brewery West beer in there, and there was only one left. And I figured, well, fuck! I brought so many beers to this house, oh and my, my friends God. have brought so many beers to this house. It's not going to be a big old thing if I grab the only beer that's in the refrigerator and enjoy it. Okay, so, there's a difference. Like you said, it was the last one, and it's not just any beer. Usually, I do what's on tap for the show. So I was like, okay, this beer is going to be my last what's on tap beer. After I do this, then I'm going to go and have to get some more beer. So when I, <laughs> when I walked out and I see you like pouring yourself a beer, I was like, oh, man, I have one of those in the fridge. Like, you must have brought some. And I was like, that's not that's not another beer that he brought that's the beer that's the one fucking beer so the first thing i did is i was like oh i looked at the fridge i was like motherfucker well i I guess he got all fucking buttered about it because i could just tell on his face you can tell when one of your siblings is mad or when you know they don't want to say shit but they're upset so i was like oh man i guess i fucked up so 
I went to Craft Beer Kings and drinking. I drank one beer. I came back and I brought him four beers. I didn't ask you to bring any beer. Yeah, you did. I was like, do you want me to replace it? And you were like, do whatever you want. Yeah, do, do whatever you do want. Do whatever you want. You want to replace it, replace it. If you don't, then I'll go and get more beer. Nah. So anyways, I went to Craft Beer Kings. Shout out to Mo. Um, met him there. We we're talking a little bit. Uh, picked up some beer. I left. Brought it back to Chris so that he could have a few more what's on tap beer segments for you guys and so that he wouldn't fucking cry. Oh, shut up. See, this is a, a little bit of a little taste, <laughs> a little taste of what, uh, what it's like with this fucking guy. So like I was saying, I'm always interested in what like how people act or, you know, other people's relationship with their siblings, because sometimes the situation is different where it's like, you know, Jesse explained to to us like, you know, his brother was more and. What's crazy is Jesse and I kind of have the same situation where, like, he's about seven years apart from his brother. Okay. So it's kind of like the same with me, you, me, uh, me and you. So for him, it was like his brother was more like the, not the ma- like the father figure, but he was the guy that was in charge when his dad was not, you know, when his dad was working. Right. Whereas for you, mm. you me and you were just bullshitting all the time. And it wasn't. It was like a different dynamic. We were just bullshitting. There was no one in charge. Yeah, Steph, yeah. our sister Steph would pretend to be in charge, and we were like, we shut that shit down real quick. No, I think you and I have a a, a cool. It's not only a brother di- dynamic. I think it's more of like a friend thing too, because you and I like listen to the same shit. We watch the same shit. There's sometimes where I'll be thinking of something, and you'll be saying like you'll say it, and it, I don't know. It's crazy how you and I just like think of the same shit, or I don't know, man. It's just, it's cool. It's cool. I like the dynamic you and I have. I was going to say, yeah, I think the biggest thing that we bond over is probably movies. Yeah. And I was watch like, I was, I was watching the, cause there's shit to do. So I've been watching a fuck ton of movies and if you guys hear the dog barking, just to uh, ignore her. Anyways, I was watching a fuck ton of movies and I can see like, I was watching Mighty Ducks. I was watching Cool Runnings. I was watching um uh major league again nice so i was like i was thinking about it i was like fuck man like they don't make uh, I, I felt like i was sounding so old i was like they don't make fucking movies like that anymore they like don't. any movie that has to do with kids like all right mighty ducks perfect or little giants or um i'm trying the to think big, the big green the big green like any movie now that they make about kids it's all like oh they're trying to get drugs or they're trying to like they're cussing all the time, and it's like super like rated R type of yeah. movie where it's like, or they're sad or depressed. Yeah, like not like fucking Mighty Ducks is perfect. Yeah, bunch of kids that shit on each other. They make fun of everybody. They make fun of adults. They don't like fucking get all crazy. It's just it's it's a simple movie. You know, another one I like was Heavyweights. Oh, that was the one movie a while ago that I never saw. I'll never forget. We were sitting in the living room, and he's like, "Oh, he made a reference to Heavyweights." And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that movie. And he had that face like, what the fuck is your problem? So immediately we ended up watching that. That shit's hilarious. Yeah, if you haven't seen Heavyweights, it's uh, it's Ben Stiller. Some of the actors from Mighty Ducks are in there. Some of the kids or whatever. But it's 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 a funny movie, man. I like it. Yeah, and what, that's what's crazy. Is like, I think our biggest thing was like sports movies in general. Yeah. Like the comedy sports movies, they don't have those anymore. Like replace like replacements. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, Waterboy. Dodgeball, Waterboy. 
Um, even Talladega Nights, you think about it, it's a yeah. sports movie. You ain't first, you last. Semi Pro that he came out like. There's like st- stupid, funny sports movies that people don't. I don't know why people don't put those out anymore. Like there's a, there's the the biggest conversations that we've always had is like, bro, we need a if we were to ever remake a movie. Yeah, like a sequel to, I don't know, to different movies. That'd be you and I always talk about that. Trying to like, who would we use? What actors would we use if we were to create superstar a movie? cast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff yeah. Like um, real quick, just to transition over, what um, as you've been, you know. Immersing yourself and diving headfirst into the craft beer game. It's been like, what, about a year already? Yeah, a year. Actually. It's been about a year. Um, what, what, have you no- what have you noticed? What have you seen or heard or what have you liked? Because I feel, and like I say, I, and I'm, I'm probably going to ask our guests this, and I'll, I'll, tease it, I'll tease it just before we do what's on tap, but I'm probably going to ask our guests this as well. Like, what experience and what because i feel like for you the craft beer community is like all positive on your side whereas like some people get like the negative side of it but i'm curious what what you've been how your experience has been no yeah so like you said it's been positive i mean what i've really noticed and i don't want to say like oh i'm in the in the game i just you know i drink beer i post it for people to see but um i I, i've noticed that like the community it's more of like a community, right? You post beers and people talk about beers or what do you like or what breweries do you drink? And people are just willing to want to like hang out, chill, have a few beers, have some good conversation um, and just drink some great beer, man. And I've noticed that just it, it, it's so cool that I, I've had great encounters and I've met a lot of good people or great people. And and um, I'm grateful for the people that I've met just by drinking beer, man. I, I, who would have known? Yeah, like, just even some of the friends that you've made recent, like, just over the year, like, I'm pr- like Randy's one of your friends that you've come across, right? Through, uh, no, Randy, Randy's different. Randy's separate. Him and I have the same friends, and we've been friends for a while. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but just uh, as far as like who I've met, I mean, just a lot of different like uh, brewers or people that have, you know own own breweries or own tap rooms or other beer influencers or brands you know what i mean those are just like some of the people that i that i've luckily had a chance to connect with and just bullshit with man and and then yeah i fuck with them they fuck with me i I try and stay super humble and and positive all the time so i mean I, i don't try to be different just because i have a few followers and that's it you know yeah and before we do what's on tap, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, we're obviously going to be promoting this episode and you're going to see on the title of the episode who our guest is. So our guest is obviously Daniel from Hip Hop Craft. And it was like a perfect, like a perfect storm or a perfect just opportunity that came about where it's like, um, I, I guess you guys had, you know, mentioned this podcast before and he said that he would be down to do it. And it was just perfect timing that he was coming out with a beer or a, co- a collab. So um, explain real quick the, the name of the beer while I grab it real quick. So, yeah. So before I, before I named the beer, 
I mean, the 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 plan to get Daniel on was was always there. So we talked about the kickback and we talked about different podcasts and and I know he's done some stuff like radio stuff or show stuff that we'll get into when we ask him some stuff when we uh, get to know who he is. But the main thing that tied it all together was him releasing uh, Quentin Quarantino. Uh, it's a beer collab with Beer Thug Life. Um, it just it just made sense to. Let's feature not only hip hop craft, but let's feature the first beer that has his logo on it. Because we were just talking about it yesterday or the other day that this this is the first beer that has his logo on it. So it was kind of a pretty big it's a big deal for him. Yeah, it was um, it was uh, like the name is so it's so perfect. Quentin Quarantino. Quentin Quarantino. Eight point two percent. It's a double hazy. Uh, it was canned and brewed by Beer Thug Life. So for those of you that know Edgar over there at Beer Thug Life, um, he he did the work, um, and so did Daniel. They were out there doing their thing, still practicing social distancing, but it was just them two working. But uh, they used it was triple dry hopped. They used Galaxy, Mosaic, Cascade, and Citra hops. So you know if you put you know those those hops together, you're gonna get something something dank, something juicy, something bomb. So um, I can't wait to open it, man. Yeah, and what's crazy is that when it came out, um, I, I the first thing I saw was like, oh, it's a fucking hazy. That's my favorite type of beer. Yeah. That's my favorite type. I'm sure those of you guys who, who listen to the show um, frequently, you, you know our favorite type of beer, even at least for me, hazies all day. Um, there's been a few double hazies that have hit pretty good. So I feel like, I, I said it on the last episode, we've hit... I want to say like 10 what's on taps in a row where it's just like every fucking beer that we've had is is good. So I'm pretty sure this is going to just keep the street going. Yeah. Because and then, and then there's just like a whole like story behind the beer and how to even get it. It's so exclusive right now. Um, obviously, we're recording. I don't want to say what day it is but when we release it. It's going to be a few days later, but. Right now, it's super exclusive. Not a lot of people have it. You're probably one of the first people to even try this beer, Chris. So, you know. I feel very special. Yeah, you should, man. You should. You should. It's something big, and it comes with it comes with a lot of cool stuff. It's the first time I've seen not just a beer. It comes with a story. It comes with shit behind it. So this is why I'm fucking with it. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Is that What's cool is that you you're getting a beer and you know they i'm sure you've you guys have heard um you know there's like a raffle that people are are doing through instagram and stuff like that yeah so by the by the time this beer comes out this episode should be out already so you guys should know so this this beer gets raffled off it's not like you can go and buy it somewhere so you got to go over to beer thug life's page and hip-hop craft page on how to how to win it so i'm sure you know You've already figured that out, but it comes with a ten track album of of straight fire hip hop, like for the hip hop head and and it just connects with the craft beer industry and craft beer heads as well because it's like dude, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I just you know, I want Daniel to really give it give it life. I want Daniel to really tell you what it's about and just kind of the, the shit that went behind the scenes in creating the beer. Yeah, and that's what I, I love. Like for me personally, I love like origin stories type of thing or like yeah go for it open it all right um that sounded nice so far but yeah like i was saying um i like i like uh, origin stories like i I like to know how shit started or how shit got going or whatever 
All right, so let me let me pour up a little bit. I'm gonna pour myself some. I'll pour you some. Damn, I could smell it already. It smells good. It smells really good. Really good. Super hazy. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna let you try it, and then you tell me what you think. Let's see. Fuck. Is it double hazy? Yeah. It doesn't even doesn't even like hit you that hard like thinking like, oh man, this is a double hazy. This is really fucking good. I'm not blowing smoke. This is like like I said, last ten last ten uh what's on taps have been fired. This one this one was really fucking good. Yeah, like, so I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out that I can't buy like a fucking case of these. Yeah, it's really good. I I only have one of it, and I thought I'd just bring it and share it with you. But um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's juicy. I mean, if you if you look at it, if you have it already, super hazy. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it, man. It's a really good beer. The you can taste the hops right up front. It's it's not too strong either for a double. It just tastes it tastes right. So, Edgar. Homie at Beer Thug Life, I give you props for brewing this. So Holy, yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I was going to say, this shit is, it's just really fucking good. Like, there's no way around it. There's no way to, um, you know, explain it. But just to say is that it's a good fucking, it's a really good fucking beer. And like I said before, like, I'm kind of bummed out that I can't buy a case of these. Because, like, this is probably a beer that you would probably fill up fill up your fr- your fridge with. Like oh, this yeah. is a beer that you, dude. I could probably drink these all day, even though I'm gonna really get. Even though it's an eight point two percent, I'm probably gonna get buzz as a motherfucker. But I, I could drink this like all day, yeah. and I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the uh, of drinking this beer. Like, yeah, I know, I know what you, I know what you mean. Fuck yeah, it's uh, it's something that you can you you can crush these all day. It's so good. But the cool thing is, so. For those of you that have the can or those of you that were lucky enough to win the raffle to win this beer, it comes with a QR code, right? And this is something that's kind of new to the game that Daniel is really introducing to the craft beer scene because of his background, right? So his background is a lot of music and hip-hop and stuff like that. But the QR code that comes on the can, you just got to scan it with your camera, and then it automatically pops you a website where you get the free album, which is is dope because I love music. I love hip hop. For those of you that know me, I know Chris knows, but I love two things in life and that's good music and good beer. So Daniel and Edgar put this shit together and it's something that I'm like, damn dude, that's such a good idea. I'm jealous. I didn't come up with it myself. Yeah, for sure. And and we're going to talk about it when he, when, uh, when we get him on the phone and I think what's, what's cool about it is that you look at, what Daniel and you know Beer Thug Life are doing, like this is they're, they're this is like trailblazer type of stuff, mm-hmm. where like they're going in a direction that you know not a lot of people thought of or not a lot of people are doing. Like this is something that's so new, refreshing, and it's so cool because like you know people always talk about like just do something you like or um, do something that you're passionate about. I'm pretty sure he's passionate about this, but you just look at it and it's like. No, no one's doing this. Like no one's thinking about no. No, I, I never thought of like adding, you know, a beer to or a beer to you know an album, or adding a beer or an, adding an album to a beer, or like whatever the case may be. Like this is something that's gonna. 
I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be stealing this idea. Yeah, and, and the crazy shit about this, it's just like it's just the beginning. And there's so much that they're planning and working on that I can't talk about. But luckily, luckily enough, um, I collab with them and I'm in that circle and they trust me with, you know, telling me what they're working on. But I'm telling you guys, this is just the beginning. Like, this is just the taste of what what where they're going with it. You know what I mean? And I keep saying they, but and I know Daniel always talks about it. it's we, you know, we're going to blow up together. We're going to do this and that. But. I, I, I want to give credit when it's due. You know what I mean? This is their their baby, and and it, like I said, it's just the first step. If you guys think this is cool, you guys have no idea what the fuck like shit's shit's coming, man. It's it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And what's what's cool is that this isn't like the first time that Daniel decided to kind of mix both worlds together. Whereas before, you know, um, a bottle share, or whatever, it was just kind of like a so, a social gathering. People just join together. They talk for a while. He kind of introduced the aspect of like, all right, everyone's already here. Might as well add some something that we're all, you know, have something in common with, which is hip hop or good music in general. So he added, you know, having DJs at the um, at the bottle shares and oh, just yeah. turning it into like a like a party atmosphere, kind of like when. I feel like when I was at the first bottle share that I went to with you, I looked around and it felt like kind of like a house party where it's kind of like it threw everybody back to when they were in high school and they were kids or whatever. And you're just chilling, listening to dope music. Everyone's chopping it up like that's what it is. Whereas like you go to a bar, you go to a club like it's not it's not like that. It's not like, oh, we're here to talk. We're to talk like well, what are you up to? What is it? That's not happening there. Whereas the bottle share is perfect. Got cool music in the background. Got cool people to talk to. Not just that. You have cool beer to drink. You have, exactly. It's it's like a trifecta that's like, I, I didn't realize it because I remember you always telling me like, go to the bottle share, go to the bottle share. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to go or whatever. I understand now like how, like why it's so fun and why it's so cool to go to. Yeah. So, so when I collaborated with Daniel, um and edgar to do that bottle share was it was a cool thing us three of us us three of us did it um then we had a food vendor there that's Uh, another aspect fuck yeah there was food and the thing daniel didn't just bring no like joe schmo djs you feel me he brought house shoes and he brought so many other djs that are respected in the game that were just spinning absolute fire at this event and again that was i guess that might have been a preview of what you know this is coming out now right so it's the brunch and brew bottle share that was heavily surrounded obviously around craft beer good music and just good vibes creating more content and more shit for everyone to like buy listen to and then lead up to something bigger and way much better so like i said i'm so excited for what's in store and i'm sure you guys will be too but um yeah man i'm excited yeah i I can't wait to to start talking to him and you know just picking his brain and seeing what what he has planned or, you know, any gems that he might, you know, drop or just things that I'm curious to see how his head works and how his brain works. Cause like, he's a guy that I, uh, I see like his, the wheels always turning always. So that's kind of something that I'm curious to, to talk to him about. But, um, before we, before we get him on the phone real quick, um, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on this because I, I've yet to talk to you about this. And we've talked. We talked about this, uh, Jesse and Jay, and myself, on the lot on the last episode, and that's 
when shit goes back to normal mm-hmm. and normal being like used very loosely because it's not really ever going to be normal again. Like people are going to be acting different or right. So uh, when is it where, when is it that you can see yourself like going out again in public, maybe a kind of a big crowd, like what, like, is that something you're kind of nervous about with the, with the coronavirus? Cause uh, you don't seem too like, you want me to be honest? Yeah, go. I'm not too worried about it. That, that's what I was saying. <laughs> you don't fucking seem too worried about it. I mean, I mean, I get it. I understand it. I'm trying to follow the, the rules and stuff like that. But if it comes time where things loosen up and, and you know the, it's controlled and we get to go back to normal and kind of go out and hang out, um, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, no, nah, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to hang out yet. Uh, I want months to pass before I even go hang out with a group of people. Uh, as soon as you say we're good to go, it's like a green light for me. Go. Boom. You're out of here. Vegas. Dude, I'm. Sa- I was saying like I, I want to. G- I got Vegas booked for July. I'm like, damn. I'm kind of. I'm hesitant, but I'm like, you know what? I, I'm still. Yeah, because I had I had Vegas booked for April and May, and for the NFL draft. Yeah, the April was for the NFL draft, and I was looking forward to that. You have no idea. I was looking forward to that. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, I had to cancel that. Then I had to cancel my reservation in May. And that one was just to to go out with some homies and then and, and enjoy vegas but i had to cancel both my hotel reservations and i'm pretty bummed out so that just means when we're able to go back to vegas it's going to be a whole new level you know what i mean oh no that's what that's what i'm kind of curious about like once everything once people they tell people like all right everyone everyone can you know go out again or you can you know be in crowds or whatever the case may be like i'm curious to see the amount of people who are like who are just so eager to be like, ah, finally. Because there's a lot of people at home where it's like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm tired of just sitting at home or being at home and doing the same damn thing every day. Like, is that is that what your experience is where it's just like kind of the same thing? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm tired of being home and not being able to like hang out with people or, yeah, we can talk to people like if I, you know, over the phone or if I go live on Instagram. But it's not, it's different than hanging out with your friends or hanging out with a group of people and just kind of bullshit and chopping it up. Um, that's what I miss. That's where, you know, since, since I was younger, you know, I've, I've always, you know, I've been a promoter, so I've always yes. wanted to be around that. You're a that, social butterfly. That's right. That party scene, um, even the kickback, just kind of chill. I just like being around people and then bullshitting. Cause you know, I talk to everybody. Yeah. And that's something that, that I'm kind of a little by little, like more and more, I'm kind of missing where it's like, I talk to, you know, my group of friends pretty much every day, you know, through Call of Duty or through the podcast or whatever. But Call of Duty. Call of Duty's life now. Dude, I'm I'm playing with you. I'm playing with, you know, Jesse and Jay. I'm playing with you and Randy. I'm playing with um Tugboat who's been on the show. Like I'm just jumping on everybody. Like just just today someone was like on Instagram asking like, Oh, what's your Gamer tag. I'm like, fuck it. I'm down to play with people who listen to the podcast. Yeah, I throw my tag out there too. Like, anybody want to play? So I've been playing with the homie Zach, Hopaholic. Yeah, we were. Pl- I was playing with him with you just a couple days ago. Yeah, so shout out to him, Hopaholic. Shout out to him. Um, are we playing? You know, we are parched. The bearded beast. That's his oh tag. My God. So um, I got to witness that in person. Randy, of course. So, you know, I've, I always lock in quads with Randy. Randy's and, really good. Uh, yeah, super good. 
Yeah. But not like, I mean, I've always been horrible. I'm, I'm always I'm the, the same. I'm always the shitty one on the team, and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm, I'm the one that gets sacrificed. Like, hey, Gil, go run out there and see if where the sniper's at. Boom, dead. Yeah. But it's cool. I'm like, hey, he's right here. Yeah, you you're doing I mean? your part. Yeah, I, I give up my life for the team. So, Bro, I'm just saying, I, playing with you and Randy. I mean, I'm not that bad. I'm just kidding. Playing with you and Randy, we got, I got three wins in one day. Which, if you play Call of Duty Warzone, you're, you're going to be happy with one win. Like normal people, none of these fucking yeah. pro gamers. You're going to be happy with a win maybe every other day or once right. a week or something. Ever since I won those, those uh, three games in one day with you, I haven't won since. You got to lock in with us. That's Dude, why. I'm, I'm talk- I tell Jesse and Jay, and they're like, what the fuck? You won three in one day? Nah, you're lying. I was like, fucking look at the and stats. It was, and it was like back to back, and then we got a second, and then we got the first again. Like, yeah. That shit was crazy, man. But yeah, call it like Modern Warfare or Warzone. It, it's life right now. Everyone's on it. So if you're listening to this and you want to add me, my tag is deadmalt underscore anarchy, and I'm ready to run with any squad, homeboy. There it is, and most likely I'll be I'll be probably jumping on with you guys. So yeah, that'll be cool to uh, get that get that win. All right, so we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna stop, and we're gonna get Daniel on the phone, and we're gonna continue this uh, episode. And we're really gonna you know dive into you know what this uh, what he's been doing because, like I said, I'm really curious to see how his brain works and how his mind goes and how it thinks. And because he's a guy that is constantly, um, he's, yeah, he's constantly working on shit. Man. Yeah. He's, if he's releasing something, he has two things already lined up to like to add to that. Right. So I'm kind of curious to see like what else he has in the works or what he has to say about the whole Quentin Quarantino and his quarantine, you know, life and stuff like that. So we'll be right back and we're going to have Daniel on in three Two, one. Guys, so we are back from our little break, and our next guest for this show is a guy who was born in Guadalajara, Mexico. He grew up in L.A. More specifically, he grew up in Compton. He is responsible for putting on some pretty uh, dope-ass bottle shares here in the L.A. area. You guys might know him as uh, his Instagram handle, Hip Hop Craft, the show, um, Mr. Daniel Phoenix, how's it going? Yo, yo, Chris. Hey, let me tell you, uh, respect because you, it seems that you listened to a few other interviews before and you got some research done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried. hit me with some, some history, you know, like right, right from the get go. Yeah, bro. He does his homework here in the kickback. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we, we do the bare minimum at least. I bet you Daniel was like, what the fuck? How does this fool know where I was born and shit? <laughs> I got his address like, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys were wondering, Daniel's social security number is. No, <laughs> the last four digits. <laughs> so, uh, man, like I was saying, cool. like I was saying earlier on the show, before uh, before you jumped on, um, it, it was like perfect timing to have you on the on the podcast. Like this was like a perfect storm we just caught you like right at the right time because you you're coming out with a collab um it's called quinn Car- quinn quarantino quentin quarantino yeah and i was telling i was telling my brother like dude this isn't i haven't heard of a perfect name of a beer like especially for this time like I, i'm kind of curious like who came up who came up with a name okay so uh we 
I was hanging out, and it was already during this whole time when we were already on lockdown. Nobody could go out. And I was really thinking about just how to stay active and, and, and how to keep people engaged, especially with the show. Uh, being that uh, right now, um, Hip Hop Craft is, is, is a lot more about being engaged with it, coming out to events, and or me uh, posting content, whether it's interviews or me just talking about beer. But I, I didn't want to come up with a product um, because I, I knew that there wasn't a, a market for it right now. People are losing their jobs. The last thing I could do is say, say hey, you know, spend $20 on some shit. Uh, you know, buy my face for $20 on this t-shirt. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to come up with something, you know, that was going to be, that we were going to be able to create for free to give out to people. And the first thing that came to mind was just hitting up Edgar and making a beer. And I was sitting around and I don't know what I was watching and I don't know what the conversation was, but I actually, I, uh, Quentin Tarantino came up and when Quentin Tarantino came up, I literally just said the words Quentin Quarantino. And when I said Quentin Quarantino, I don't know how it works in my head, but immediately I thought a mixtape. Immediately I thought, okay, I need to hit up a few people, and now maybe we could do the first beer tape. Um, it really wasn't even considered a beer tape at the moment. We didn't even call it that until afterwards. But it was uh, it was something that I've already had in mind that I wanted to put out there, and. To some degree, I think it's better that we are doing it more in an underground level rather than doing it in um, uh, with you know a big brewery and and just like all these um, liabilities involved, you know, with doing stuff like that. And I thought it was just perfect if we just did something where we're gonna do a limited release, just like you know mixtapes were back in the days, and you just gave it out to a few you know select people, you know, or as many as you can make. So that's how it happened, you know, like I, I was watching something, I came up with uh, Quentin Quarantino, and the first person I hit up was Edgar. Dude, that's dope, man. You talked about like keeping it underground, and that just keeps it, it makes it more real to the beer, like having it that underground feel, because that's what it is at the end of the day, you know? It is, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that breweries, in a sense, are much like hip-hop artists, because they're self-funded, they're... They're not constantly, you know, coming out with the same product all the time. They're continually dropping material, and uh, they don't have the, the the backing, you know, like of a huge label or or like Big Beer does. Um, so, <clears throat> I, you know, it just felt right. It felt right at the moment, especially because, you know, we had the support from House Shoes. Uh, House Shoes was instrumental in this. House Shoes has been, you know, a supporter. He's been part of Hip Hop Craft, you know, for from day one. So, for him to, uh, you know, think it was a good idea, and, and for him to give us a, some music, uh, the next thing I did is I hit up Surplus. Surplus is another, you know, good friend of mine, um, producer, and that works with the show a lot. And he's a, a good connection, you know, between the artists and everything. So he just kind of was able to handle all the logistics that had to do with the music, making sure that we had the link, making sure that we had the rights to, you know, use the songs. And, uh, you know, even though it's free, you still have to get the, the artist's permission to actually use it. Right. Yeah, and just, like, back to the name real quick, like, there's nothing better than just, like, getting that name and just knowing, like, I fucking nailed it. 
Like just like, <laughs> like even just like when we when we tried to came up come up with a name for the the podcast, like I remember my brother was like, "Hey, what about the kickback?" And I was like, "That's it." Like you just fucking know, you just know. Like as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're like, "Nope, that's it. I'm not I'm not changing my mind. That's exactly what's gonna be." It's so true, and, and it's funny you said that because when we the same thing happened when I came up with the name Hip Hop Craft. I I wanted to do a hip-hop show, and I wanted to involve craft beer. And the first thing that kind of just came out, you know, my mouth was hip-hop craft. And I looked it up, and nobody had it, and I just, from there, it just kind of evolved. And the same thing happened with Quentin Quarantino. There's there's already other versions of it out there. Um, there's breweries out there they are doing a similar version. and But we had to get it out there as soon as possible. So it literally was put together in about two weeks. I think from the moment that I had the idea to the moment that we had a label and we were already canning our first beer, uh, it was probably two weeks. Yeah. And just looking at the, at the can and looking at the, the art on the, on the can, it's like, it's perfect. Just like the scales, right? there. It has the, the two uh, rolls of toilet paper, like it's, <laughs> who came up who came up with that one that was like that's perfect <laughs> so that was actually that was edgar because edgar when we did a video for it he he came out with a scale and he came out and i told him like, oh let's exchange toilet paper for a beer so he was like oh yeah that'd be cool so he pulled out a scale and then he put two, two rolls of, to, uh, of tp on it um so then when i started talking to eric uh from proper glassware which is the guy who actually did the artwork for it and we started you know trying to come up with ideas as far as what the artwork was going to be he literally just that was the very first idea he got he shot me that design which had the scale and the two toilet paper and i said that's it (laughs) (laughs) yeah bro he fucking he he nailed it he nailed the fucking artwork on it the name Um, everything everything's perfect on it man you know, and it was, it's supposed it's intended to kind of have like a movie poster feel to it. Yeah, you could. Uh, yeah, kind of like with the names on the bottom and stuff like that. Like as like, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. And and obviously because it's a it's a take on, you know, Quentin Tarantino. But uh, it fits with the times, you know, what we're going through right now and just the hustle, of, you know, all the madness that we have with the TP and. The scale was just something that we added in there because we did the video. And, um, yeah, man, and right now, just I'm, I'm blessed. We're all blessed, you know, that, honestly, people are really digging it. They're, they're really getting involved, and we're having a, an amazing response to, to it so far. Yeah, and, like, sometimes some of the the best ideas or some of the, you know, the, the best products out there, you know, sometimes it's just, like, as simple as that where it's just, like, Hey, we we threw it out there and it just all clicked all at the same time. Like there was kind of no hiccups or anything. It just it just all worked out smoothly. Was there any well, type of there was hiccups? Definitely hiccups. That's yes. what I was gonna say. Was there any type of hiccups? Hiccups. Yes. We actually had a whole different design for it, and that kind of didn't happen the way we thought it was gonna happen. Um, but it, it it just it was too ambitious. We were going to do like this whole movie poster and it was going to be drawn out by an artist. And it, it was just, it was too, too soon to try to make it happen because the turnaround time was just going to be two weeks. Yeah. And uh, I shot it to a few artists and a few artists said, nope. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And um, so then 
uh, quickly, that's when um, Eric and I, we got together and, and we just decided he had already come up with that uh, uh, scale and TP design for just a flyer to promote it. And then we decided, you know what, since we never put out that flyer to promote it, decided to use that as the actual label. Hmm. And you mentioned how like the thought of like adding like the, the album or adding the songs to the beer was something that you were thinking about even before this ever came out. Like, how did that thought come to your mind? Like initially, like when did that happen? Well, um, to be honest with you, there was a, uh, an interview I did with, uh, KPFK, uh, breakbeats and rhymes. Okay. And a wall was there and a wall. I, I met a wall, Wow, I'm gonna say maybe uh, nine years ago, uh, South by Southwest. Uh, I was out with Planet Asia. We were filming his whole uh, experience in South by Southwest, and he had a show at a, in a boat with AWOL, and AWOL was there. <clears throat> anyway, so I met him there, but then when I saw him again back at KPFK, we started talking about just beer because that's obviously you know what I do, and you know now how now it incorporates the hip hop. And he actually said, hey, you know, it would be a really dope idea if someday, you know, beer, um, you could get a beer that has some music. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Um, And, you know, like it just, you know, people talk about shit all the time, right? Yeah. And one thing is, is that I believe that sometimes you got to ride the energy of wherever it's taking you and the moment was right um the people that were involved was right and when we wanted to just make it happen and i said yes we're just going to put a qr code right here and people are just going to be able to get this album um to me it was just like yeah let's just do you know like a you know mixtape um the only thing is that we had actually we have uh, exclusive unreleased tracks, you know, that you can't really get anywhere unless you actually get the coin quarantino tape. So that was actually pretty dope. And then it has some, you know, previously released songs as well too that we just felt that it felt good to to have in the album altogether. Yeah, and it's like it was. It's a good idea. It's a great idea actually, just because it's something that not. I've never seen that before. Like, it's something that it's different, and I can already see, you know, people that are going to want to, you know, copy this idea, whether it be hip hop or whether it be like other type of, you know, genres of music. Like, I could see this being like something that is going to be incorporated in craft beer for years and years to come just because it's something different, it's something new. It, it kind of like it, it's a perfect match because usually when you're drinking a beer or you're just hanging out drinking, you're not just drinking in dead silence. You're either listening to good music, you're drinking uh, and exactly. you know, hanging out and listening to music. So it's it's like a perfect it's a perfect storm and it's a great idea. And I, I could see people already probably trying to copy this idea. Yeah. And you're right. I, you know, really, the the intentions were to hopefully you know, bring awareness to, you know, the, some of the struggles that just artists in general have right now with selling music. Right. Um, like right now, 
you you know you just don't have people selling CDs. You don't have people creating a lot of revenue out of that, and that's why. First of all, cars don't even have a fucking CD player, you know, yeah. to, for you to even listen to some shit. So if you don't have it on a digital format, or if you're not going to be, you know, like a, like a, you know, like a true head, and maybe have a turntable, and then you buy the vinyl for it. Or other than that, so you know, you're not artists aren't making money off of any other, you know, uh, platform. So I just thought it was uh, a new, uh, interesting way to hopefully have you know um breweries and just either individual artists or actual record labels realize that there's something here and there's a way that people will still be interested in buying music if it's attached to something else yeah i get you it's like a new innovative way to get people's music out there which is awesome because you were just talking about like how it's hard for for artists to get their shit out there or to get people to even like you know buy their stuff and this just is like a whole new a whole new avenue to get music out which is so dope man yeah i mean if you're an artist and you release an album uh, what i mean what are you honestly going to do right you're not going to sell cds and even if you do you're, you're really gambling that people are going to buy that cd and then actually have some place to fucking play it in. right so you're going to have to release it in digital format and guess what everybody has spotify and everybody has apple music and when you upload it into a digital format unless you have it in one of these like exclusive sites so where it's like soundcloud or bandcamp or something like that everybody's going to still be able to get it for free um so then you have to invest in maybe even printing up some albums uh, and these are like specialty, you know, like niche things, right? So you're not going to make a whole lot out of it because you're only going to do a limited run. So the, the, the majority of the people that are going to be able to get your product or your music is going to be free. So, uh, you know, there's still some, some um, bugs that we have to fix as far as how to make it exclusive so that way it just doesn't become, you know, readily available for anybody who doesn't buy the beer. There still has to be, you know, like a lot of little things that have to be worked out. But for now, honestly, it's just, you know, put it out there. Let's get people excited about, you know, having an actual, you know, can that you can crack open, pour into a into a glass and then, you know, put on the album and, and just chill out. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. I was telling Chris earlier that I feel like everything – that you do or have been putting on has been leading up to this. And I'm not saying it's going to stop here because I know there's there's bigger plans in the future. But like just to take it back and to rewind, like how'd you even get into the craft beer game, first of all? Like before we even, you know, till, till we are now, but how'd you get into it? Well, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't really consider myself part of the craft beer. <laughs> I feel like I'm still, you know, like an outsider, you know, but even though, I mean, I'm blessed to, to have a brother like Edgar that believes in a lot of the shit that I do and he's helped me and he's guided me in, in how to navigate through this crap beer industry. But, uh, I was more, you know, on the hip hop side, obviously. Right. So I, I had more of the hip hop, uh, background as far as craft beer. I was just a consumer. I love craft beer. I was drinking a lot of craft beer. I moved to San Diego for a few years and I was over there for, for a bit. So I, I was, you know, I learned a lot about it. Uh, I developed a palate for it and, and I realized that, um, once, um, breweries started creating products that were hip hop related, 
is when I realized that, hey, there's there's something here. Um, and I mean, I'm talking about when I saw when I saw the beer from New World Ales, uh, which was uh, over a year ago already. They did a collaboration with people up the stairs and they called it sincerely the IPA and it was their last album and the the label for the beer was the actual uh, record cover you know right. like the and the, and now that i think back at it i'm like why why wouldn't they have put the album on the beer <laughs> that would have been the perfect and the first one to have done it you know but that really sparked some shit in me you know that the fact that i saw a hip hop album cover on a beer it just fucking blew my mind and i realized hey i'm like okay i'm not creating this these motherfuckers are creating this but i need to somehow put a spotlight on this and maybe somehow figure out a way to bridge it a little bit more together um because people that grew up in the 90s are now brewers now they own breweries or now they work at breweries or they're involved in creating you know uh content for breweries and that's how all, a lot of these labels are coming out that are hip-hop related yeah and but somehow they still don't connect it you know so that's where it was like that's where i wanted to make the connection whether it was through events or whether it was through interviews, but I wanted to bring the connection. I wanted to bring out, you know, that hip, if you're in the hip hop, you don't need to drink shitty beer. You could actually drink good beer. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, uh, we were talking about this earlier that just, um, seeing you from afar and, you know, seeing the stuff that you've been putting on the stuff that you do, I can immediately assume that, you're a type of guy who, you know, is always thinking about, you know, the next thing is always thinking about, oh, we can do this next time or, oh, we can add this or something like that. Like I can I can picture you being a guy where it's just like you the wheels are always turning in your head where you can just always come up with something for the next time or the, the new and the next uh, new and improved thing or the next genre, or the next route you're going to take. Is that more or less like your thought process you know it, it's it's sometimes a burden though uh, because um you know i i i am just constantly thinking and things that i'm working on right now for instance are things that maybe the public aren't going to be able to see for a few months or, you know, sometimes like this beer, this Quentin Quarantino beer, obviously, this was this was an impulse thing. This was a, you know what, I trust my gut, let's just do it and let's make it happen in two weeks. But most of the things that we do, you know, just like the bottle shares, you know, they, they, they had some thought process to it. And, you know, I didn't want to just, you know, just have a bottle share. No, I wanted to do something, you know, that was different. Um and, uh, you know, some of the things that we're working on also right now, too, are just things that are just different. You know, I, one thing I knew for sure was that whatever hip hop craft did um, is it was in the same. Um, I'm going to say hip hop itself is when you take a few elements and you re cook them to create something new. Right. You know, that's what they do with music, right? They. They take, you know, influences and elements of other music and they recreate it to make a brand new song. Yeah, or they sample certain things. Yeah, sort of they sample certain things, things like that. So, I mean, hip-hop crap, that's really what it had to be. It had to be something not 
you know, another beer show or not another hip hop show. It, it had to be resampled and and come out with something that was unique and different. Yeah, dude, I feel like the stuff we talked about, it, like the stuff you're doing, like the bottle shares, it's like catching a whole like life of its own. Like people even hit me up. I was telling you this the other day. People even hit me up like, dude, when when's Daniel doing the next bottle share? And I'm like, damn, like and we were talking about it. But I know. You know, the, pe- people love the stuff that you're doing, especially just trying to connect or how you're connecting hip hop and the craft beer like industry together. A, a lot of people love the shit that you're doing. So how did you even come up with? I know you want to do like a bottle share, but how did you even come up with that? Like, let me let me do a bottle share and let me get house shoes involved and, and all this. Well, I knew I wanted to have house shoes involved for sure. And I knew I wasn't going to have a bottle share without entertainment because that's you know something that i don't know like to me it was just always if i'm gonna have, you know like when i thought well let's have a bottle share um i i just recently came back from a huge trip where i was out for about three months i went to new york chicago um philly uh new mexico nice. <laughs> um a bunch of places and i brought a bunch brought back a bunch of beer and i thought okay you know what's the best way to kind of share it and just let's just have a bottle share and I thought, okay, let's do it on Uncle Henry's because that was the birthplace of hip-hop craft as well. And then I thought, let's have some entertainment, of course. And the first person that came to mind was house shoes. Let's just build it around house shoes. And we just, you know, I got house shoes and I got uh, eyeball. And the first bottle share was just them two. Uh, I was, <laughs> you know, and it sucks, but um, we actually had a third DJ for the first bottle share. Right. But he was going to play after House Shoes, you know, because I figured House Shoes didn't want to play play forever. <laughs> and, it, and it turned out House Shoes wanted to play forever. <laughs> so House Shoes, I, I told House Shoes at some point, I remember, and I was like, hey, just let me know when you, when you want to get off. He would have already been playing for an hour. He was like, hey, bro, you know, he, I, I don't mean to, you know, like uh, not let the other DJ play. He goes, but I'm barely getting warmed up. Oh, I'm like, shit, yeah. you know what? I'm like, go for it, bro. <laughs> so that after that, literally, he would always be the last one because that way we could save him and he could just go on for about two hours or so, you know. And, um, yeah, how are you going to tell him to just get off? Yeah. You don't You don't tell how she's <laughs> No. I mean, you know, you, most of the time you're trying to convince him to to get on because he's such a legend. You or, know? or try and convince him to play a little longer, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, he he was feeling it, and as he's been a supporter, I mean, as you could see, he he really helps in, in promotion with everything that we do. Um, and you know, he he's he's definitely family right there. So that's that's how the polisher started, and then from there they just took a life on their own. Uh, they just got bigger and bigger. The last one was nuts. Um, and you know, once all this shit is over, I, I could just imagine what the next one's going to be. Yeah, and I was telling my brother that um, the last one that you guys just had, that was the first one that I've ever gone to. And oh. yeah, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, he had invited me to the other ones before, but sometimes I was like, he was either doing something else or for some reason I just was never able to make it. So I ended up going to the last one. And as soon as everything started going and everybody was there, I was like, God damn it. Now I understand. Like, I get it. Like, this is a total different atmosphere. Like, for anyone who's thinking about going to one or doesn't, is maybe hesitant to go to one, like, 
the atmosphere there is completely different than a club or completely different than a bar or completely different than some breweries because yes. this is where you can literally just chill. You get to drink all different types of beer. You get to talk to all different types of people. And not only that, you know, you have some you know, some great food there that you could buy. And to top it off, you're not just sitting there in silence. You're sitting there with some dope-ass music and everyone's just vibing and everyone's connecting. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was I was pretty I was pretty drunk, but for a second, for a second, my soberness like opened up, and I looked around. I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is amazing! This is perfect!" You know what's funny is the number one response I get from people at bottle shares is, "Oh my god! I had no idea it was gonna be like this." Exactly, <laughs> that's what it is. Like you, because if you've never been to one, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, because a lot of people go to bottle shares. I've been to bottle shares. You know, you go to bottle shares, you know, and it's it's great vibes, obviously, because you're sharing beer, you know, like you're just chopping it up with a bunch of people and everything. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, you know, this one is a little bit different. You know, it, it had to be a little bit different. It had to have a little bit more of a um, character, you know, style to it. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I was kind of, I was telling, I was saying earlier that, I, I feel like especially I was kind of like the one of the younger guys in the room and I'm not calling anyone old or anything, but <laughs> I'm just saying like and I how could old are you? Uh, how I'm old twenty are you? I'm twenty four. Okay. So I could see like I could see everyone's faces like, oh man, like these people are like like they're back in high school. They're back partying, they're back they're back in like that house party vibe where everyone's just having a good time. Like, I think that's why people enjoy it. That's why people love it. Cause it, it has that nostalgic feeling where it's like, bro, this is taking me back to when I had no fucking bills. I had no trouble. I know this or that. Like it just takes them back to that moment of their like childhood that they're always thinking about. Like, or they're always reminiscing about like their childhood when they were drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I remember getting fucked up to this song or I remember doing this or that, like that, like that's what I, that's what I enjoyed. Like looking at everyone's face, like, Holy shit. I could see like the time go backwards and like them, like reliving moments in their head. That like, that was something that was really cool to see. Yeah, dude. And I was yeah, also, you know, and oh, go ahead. And we make it, you know, like a little bit different. So, like, as you can see, too, you know, like, uh, this is the second time that we've had raffles, you know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll raffle some shit out, um, you know, we'll jump on a mic and get people hyped up, you know, introduce the DJs, you know, like, so you still get that hip hop feel, you know, like you're sort of like at a hip hop event. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's truly a blessing, man. <clears throat> yeah, and I was like, I was telling Chris too, like your your bottle shares aren't like anybody else's bottle shares. Like you talked about, like a lot, a lot of people do bottle shares, but like you have the legendary, you know, house shoes there, and you have dope DJs. But the, the cool thing too is that people that are going are also like seeing people that they follow on Instagram. There, like they get to hang out with Edgar, or they get to chill with you. You know, Blackbird Traveler was there besides hanging with the mm-hmm. DJs, and it's just like they people, see Dead Mall Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, Dead, Dead Mall there. They see the skull. <laughs> Um, but the cool thing is, is like people that just want to enjoy beer, but then you have like those craft beer influencers that are like all in the mix and like supporting every supporting what you do, which is cool to see too. Cause if you're just like, Hey, I follow this guy on Instagram or I follow her on Instagram. Like it's cool to like meet them in person, you know? 
That's true. Yeah. I'm be- you know, and honestly, I'm still getting a lot of that because I, meaning that I need people, you know, like right. <clears throat> I, uh, that was the first time I met Blackbeard Travelers, you know, when you showed up to, to the bottle share. So, and, and you know, to some degree, I'm, I'm just like every other fan out there, you know, like I, I run into people and I'm like, Oh, yo, shit, dude. I, like, yeah, I, see, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the cool thing. Yeah, like that. That I was, I was just to add to that. Like it's crazy because, you know, you have those experiences. Like, oh shit! Like, I, I know you. Or I've, I finally get to like meet you in person and stuff like that. So, just to, just to kind of go all the way back to, to the, the beer in general and to, to like the idea of, and you touched, touched on it a little bit. Like the idea of. Like some of these artists and musicians now, for them not to see this as a um, a golden opportunity to get their music out there or to just get some business going for themselves, like I I could see this being a trend where it's like, hey, bro, like you're dropping your album and you're dropping you know this collab or this beer, and it's gonna all come out at the same time. Like I don't see why like this isn't going to be a trend that it, it, it's going to happen where I, I don't see where that business side doesn't come in for, for these musicians. Like this is going to be a perfect opportunity for them if they want to take advantage of it. Well, think about it, you know, like when you really break it down and you think, okay, um, if, if you're a musician, if you're an artist and I tell you, Hey, um, you have a project coming out. Um, instead of spending money on, 3,000 CDs. Right. How about we make 3,000 cans? Yeah. And we put your fucking album on each one of the cans. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, if you're lucky, it's really fucking good beer and people want to keep buying the beer. And now mm-hmm. you're just adding on top of, you know, all the people who already bought the beer to listen to the album. Now you're adding on a new market of people who just fucking love the beer. Yes. No, yes, I you know I totally saw it when I saw it when I when I started really comparing it and I thought okay well there's definitely correlations involved you know when it comes to uh, putting out music or putting out beer I I just believe me even if even if nobody picks up on it and I hope people pick up on it but they pick up on it by bringing having us involved in it <laughs> right but even if they don't we already have some shit in the works I'm, i already started getting calls from some like some serious um artists nice. that are really interested in doing something so right now um it's just a matter of uh you know wrapping my head around just absolutely everything that's going on but I guarantee you there's going to be some good stuff coming soon. Oh, yeah. And for the people listening to the show, just know right now, you don't know it yet, but these are going to be like collector's items, like the Quentin Quarantino album that comes with the album. Like everything that you do going forward, like when it comes to the beer and the album, they're going to be collector's pieces and people are going to try and find them and can't find this shit anywhere. So you guys got to jump on this quick. Especially because they're not going to be reproduced. Right. You know, this is it. So you're um, saying that this beer is never going to come out again? I, no, I don't want to say that. Yeah, because that fucking <laughs> beer is a... I was I was just saying, like, dude, I want to fucking buy a case of these. I want to buy... Like, I, I fucking love it so much. Like, I want to buy more. But what I can tell you is this free version of it, uh, it won't ever be reproduced. Oh, so the label sure. that you see right now... Uh, the, the taste profile, 
the actual album that's on it right now. This is definitely unique. Now, if, if something happens later on, you know, we team up with the right brewery or something and, and it gets reproduced, it's just going to be something, you know, obviously still something good, but it'll be different than what is out there right now. And that's what makes it really hot, you know, that, we, you know, uh, if you're lucky to be one of the ones that actually win this beer, um, I mean, out of the entire country or world, that's it. It's only like 60 cans. That's it. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. And and what's crazy is just like the more I think about like everything that's involved with um, the beer and the, the music, like um, it kind of like the one of the first things I thought of is like, and I might be just you know over exaggerating, but at the same time, like I really believe this is that for this younger audience or younger group, like let's say guys that are twenty one, twenty all the way up to twenty five or thirty, like whatever the case may be, like. For the younger group, I feel like this can kind of it, – it's their moment to where back then when you bought an album or when you bought you know vinyl or whatever, the, when you bought those, those albums, it was an event where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, guys, I got the album. I, I just bought it. I just came from the store. We're all going to you know, meet at my house. We're going to play it. We're going to hang out. We're going to listen to the whole album. Whereas now like we have – the younger audience, like – we have our own version of that now where it's like, guys, I, I fucking got the beer. I got the beer. Come, <laughs> yep. come to my fucking house. We're going to all get a little taste and we're going to fucking listen to the music. Like it, it's, it's so cool. And it's like, it gives me chills to think about it because like we, you finally get like, you can finally relate. Like I can finally relate to my dad who it's so weird how we, like we found a box of his old albums. And we literally Ooh. sat in the garage listening to his albums. And I, mm-hmm. asked, I asked him, I was like, hey, so is this what you used to do with your friends? Like, he was like, all the time. One of us would go to the store. We'd get a new album. We'd hang out, play each other's albums, hang back, drink, smoke, whatever the case may be, and just chill. And I feel like this is something that's going to be for the newer generation where it's going to be the same thing. And it's like a full circle now. That that's actually pretty crazy because you're right. I think so. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, the new generation doesn't have the same, you know, conditions that the older generation had, right? Um, now they can get behind products like this and they can say, "Oh my God, I got my hands on this." Guys, come over. You know, let's let's. Well, actually, you can't invite anybody over right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, let's let's zoom. Let's do a zoom and fucking listen to it. Uh, so, so with, it's crazy with, times man and you know what's the craziest part about all of this too is that it's really hard to try to figure out releases for beers you know because right. even i mean look at look at breweries like monkish that that were you know like uh you had to stand in line for an hour you know to go get a beer now you know like you have to order it in advance. You have to pull up in the driveway, they pop your trunk open, they put it in your trunk and shit. Like if it was fucking um, plutonium and shit, <laughs> you know. And, like if you're buying bricks or something like that. Yeah. It's like don't fucking yeah. open this until you get home. Don't fucking open don't it. Until not you go. open this until you get home. Seriously, it's crazy. So, so, with, so with this beer, it's it. With this episode is going to be out when the raffle's over. So um, can you give anybody like a, a sneak peek on what you might be working on next or is that still kind of like on the down low? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, for one, um, 
a pause, which uh, he's one of the one of my brothers that also works on the show. And he's a huge, huge part of it. But he's also an artist himself. And he just released an album with uh, DJ Dister from uh, the UK. And it's a great album. Um, it's got Guilty Simpson on it. Uh, it's got acrobatic. It's got, you know, a lot of good people on it. So uh, his album, we had already previously planned to release that album with a beer in, in collaboration with Tucson Breweries for a pop-up that we had scheduled before all the shit went down. So we had a pop-up scheduled in Whittier and it was crazy because we literally already had like close to 100 people that worked that had RSVP for this pop-up. And when it got canceled and it was, it was strictly for the release of his beer. Um, so we already bottled it up. Uh, as a matter of fact, Gil was there yesterday helping, you know, with the uh, bottling and the labeling of him. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that. <laughs> Got his hands on some of these. Yeah, that's it. Yes. And uh, that one, uh, we had a taste of it as well yesterday. It's actually super fire beer, too. It's a West Coast IPA. Uh, really hoppy, really nice. And that one is already getting bottled. As soon as we're done with Clint Quarantino, that one's going to be uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going to give two beers to every email account that RSVP'd for the pop up. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we're just, you know, ship it out to them. And then that has the QR code also for the album. So they'll be able to get the album for free as well. Man, the, I'm just thinking about like the opportunities are endless. Like it's ridiculous. Like this because it, it, you it's like striking gold, like a great idea just to not only just partner up with people who make great beer, you're partnering up with people who make dope ass music and and it, it's it's all it's perfect. So. I'm curious to get your thoughts because, like you said, you're you have throughout your life you've had you've put on many hats. Like you've you've done a lot of different things, and I feel like every opportunity that you've had or every job that you've done kind of just helps you out uh, throughout your next course or your next job or like the next hat you put on. Um, what are some things that you've you've taken away from all of the? different types of things that you've been involved in to try and, you know, do what you do now? Well, the number one thing more than anything is throughout my entire career, I was always behind the camera. It wasn't until I got in front of the camera that shit really started to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I, I, I could see that just sometimes, and that happens to a lot of people, you know, you have like, let's just say, for example, some movies, like there's guys who are amazing writers and they decide, you know, let me be that, the, the guy acting or even in music in general, like some guys are ghostwriters and they think uh, I'm just I'm just writing the music and they say, you know what? Fuck it. Now, this is my song. I'm going to perform it. So it's pretty crazy. Hey, Daniel. Yeah, so, it was so kind of like that, you know, like it was it was almost like where I was always coming out with ideas. I was always coming out with things. And, and, and it was my biggest challenge always was to get people to have the same passion and, and to view it the same way that I viewed it when I was happy and excited about the idea. And it, it didn't click on me until we decided to start uh, doing the show um, that nobody's going to be able to explain hip-hop craft more than me. I, right. You know, like, in the beginning, I thought, yeah, let me get somebody to do this. And then uh, my good friend Greg, who's, who's the, one of the, you know one of the co-creators of the show, he, he said no. Is like you got to be the one. Wow! And it's true, you know. Like ever since then, 
uh, it makes it a little bit harder because, you know, like not only am I coming up with ideas, but then I also have to still, you know, perform them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was, that, that was probably the biggest thing, you know, just understanding that, um, you know, we came up with something that, um, I felt that was probably the best one to, to, to try to explain it to the masses. Definitely. So, so for those of you that don't know you, like on a personal level, what did you do like behind the camera, like back in the day? What were you What were you into? Oh, so I've, I've everything. I've done you know producing, directing, um, just grip work, you know, handling lights, you know, setting stuff up. Um, but in the beginning, it was just producing. So uh, my partner Greg, he was the director. I would produce the music videos, and if you don't know what a producer is in a music video is basically someone who does everything for the music video yeah. <laughs> uh you know getting locations uh, uh coordinating the artists uh getting the production equipment um you know hair and makeup whatever it is you know or anybody that was involved in it and just coordinating all of that uh setting up the scenes everything and and then i started directing videos uh, i did a short film as well um and then we i did a whole bunch of corporate videos uh like promotional videos and then that's after that i was just you know i was just so fed up with just creating stuff for other people and that's when greg and i just when we sat down and said okay let's 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 do original content you know we we know how to do all this shit so and we do it for other people let's just do it for us now yeah that's awesome brother yeah i I just i touched on it i wanted to touch on that because you know, not a lot of people know, you know, what you did back in the days. And I want people to kind of have a connection to you on, on more of a personal level. So for those of you that didn't know, Daniel, Daniel does it all, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, dude, you know, especially like when we did like trips, like when we took Planet Asia to San Francisco for Rock the Bells and uh, we were filming the 36 Chamber stage. And it's just like coordinating all of that because it was literally like five, six artists that were all traveling with us. And, uh, you know, transportation, where we can stay, uh, where's everybody at, you know, like, you know, we got to get everybody filmed. And then we did another one for South by Southwest where we literally drove all the way over there as well, too. And just, man, it was, there's, there's been a lot of hard work, you know, like, and as far as, you know the hip-hop world but now you know now i get to actually enjoy a little bit of it you know because now i get to you know reach out to people and and, and do the fun stuff which is hey you know like uh, you want to have some beers you know and let me talk to you for a bit <laughs> yeah. yeah um i want to i want to get your thoughts on this because um you know you've been listening to hip-hop and listening to rap your whole life and i'm curious to get your thoughts on you know some people shit on you know these younger or newer rappers um some people like make fun of them or call them mumble rappers um what are your thoughts on some of this new music that that these younger guys are coming out with and uh some people saying that you know all these songs sound the same or it's like the same tempo or the same whatever like what do you think uh, of this newer generation of music you know um I've I've said this before where uh, I I don't hate on any type of uh, genre of hip hop. Um, I appreciate, you know, the the artistic vision that anybody has, regardless of what, you know, you feel you like. 
um, we we can compare it to craft beer. If if you're a, a craft beer enthusiast, uh, and I bring you a beer that you don't like, or a style of beer that you don't like, you know, like you might not be a stout person, or you might not be a quad or a sour person, right? But it's still craft beer. Um, and you might taste it, you know, maybe you're not going to, you know, get, go buy four packs of, of that beer mm-hmm. because you're going to stick to your style of beer that you like. Right. And the same thing goes for hip hop. You know, hip hop has, you know, rap, it has, uh, underground hip hop, it has, uh, trap, it has reggaeton, it has like, and I mean, there's endless amount of, uh, of genres of hip hop that are out there. And I, I appreciate just hip hop in general, music in general. And just because somebody likes trap and I like another style of, of, of hip hop doesn't mean that we're not still, you know, brothers and we're still not, you know, appreciating the same culture because we are, you know, mm-hmm. same thing goes for craft beer. You know, I don't drink stouts all the time. I, you know, I like them. I'll taste them. You know, same thing with trap. I might not listen to it all the time, but you know, you bump a song and it's bumping. You know, like I'm turning. Fuck yeah, I'm still probably gonna head not to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, you know, like what I constantly hear is more what you hear on the Quentin Quarantino tape. That's what's up. Yeah. And, um. Well, we could uh, end on this and wrap up, but. Uh, I'm curious, and I'm sure most of your followers are interested as well. And people in general, what have you been up to? Uh, obviously, you've been up to you know making this beer and getting this going. But besides that, what have you been doing to kind of fill the time of you know this uh, quarantine? I guess you could say, and this uh, s- social distancing. Like, what uh, what have you been doing? Well, um, luckily we. There's this huge, 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 huge uh, project that we've been working on for months that it was supposed to, and we still don't know, but it looks like it might not happen in June. Hmm. Um, but a lot of that stuff is still, you know, happening, um, dealing with contracts and getting them out to artists and getting them back. Um, just dealing with a lot of the logistics shit still. And... Obviously, the Quentin Quarantino thing took up a lot of time. The pause uh, beer uh, with some breweries, even though it didn't take up a lot of my time, it still took up some time kind of just coordinating all of that. Um, and um, we got a release with uh, proper glassware, you know, that was supposed to happen this month as well, too. There's just there's a lot of shit that's keeping me busy, to be honest with you. You know, like um, right now, probably the challenge is being selective and knowing, you know, uh, what to focus on to finish it and then move on to the next thing and then kind of move on to the next thing. You know, like the one of my biggest things is just making sure, you know, once once it's out, it's out, you know, just like <clears throat> the beer. Like, yeah. I just stressing the fuck out of it for two weeks, right? But once the video and, and the canning, you know, like, and everything was done, you know, like, it's just like, all right, it's done, you know, like, this is like in the books. Even though we still have to do the raffle, we still have to give it out, but at least as far as the promotion of it and as far as getting the word out and branding it, that's, that's done. So, um, you know, just doing one thing at a time. The crazy, the crazy thing is, man, is that like everybody wants this fucking beer. You, you have no idea. Like everybody wants this. Sh- it's not even out, and everybody wants it. It's it's crazy. Like the <laughs> the love that it's getting, like the repost that everyone's just like reposting it and just showing love. It's it's crazy. I've never seen it before. 
it's you know we're we're definitely blessed and it's crazy because yeah they haven't heard the album they haven't tasted the beer but yet people want it and i think it's just really more because of the you know just the the the, the sentiment of it you know like the, the fact that you know we're not doing it to make any money out of it uh we're not doing it to you know do anything else other than just to give you know people some music and and some a beer you know during these hard times that's literally the 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 whole purpose of this well not not only that and you know just to give give yourself more credit i think a lot of it has to do with you know putting your name behind it and you know big beer thug life putting his name behind it like people know what what to expect when 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 uh like your name gets thrown around where they think you know if if he's putting his name behind this this shit's gonna be this shit's gonna be good so i think a lot of it has to do with your track record of, you know, putting, you know, events on or putting things on that people are constantly enjoying. So, you know, a lot of it has to do with yourself as well. And it just that perfect that perfect storm of, you know, people need, needing, you know, needing something to keep their mind off of this as well. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to, you know, like sound like an asshole. <laughs> ass, you know, because it's, you know, it's a testament of our name and our brand. You know, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'll say it for you. Uh, nah, but you know, believe me, it's true. Uh, the fact that I got involved with uh, Edgar, uh, I wouldn't have been involved with anybody else other than Edgar. You know, he's family, and the fact that he believed in it, and you know, you know, I. I people seem to enjoy you know the things that we come up with so um we you know sometimes uh you have to just make it happen and i'm blessed you know that we've had the support that we have so far yeah and um just uh before we end um i want to say thank you again for coming on and you know i appreciate that you were able uh, we were able to get a can even though this fucking guy dropped the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, we, we talked about it before we actually started recording. So just so you guys know, I had a can of Quentin Quarantino in my hand and then I dropped it and then it popped everywhere. So I had to like drink, drink it. But um, So that was your introduction? Like, oh shit, oh shit, I gotta drink it. And yeah, then, yeah. But luckily enough, Daniel was, was cool enough to let me get another can. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he said, don't fucking drop this one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, That's again, blasphemy, bro. That's blasphemy. You can't just throw, you know, like uh, God's nectar, you know, like on the floor like that. Oh yeah, bro. I, I shotgunned it. It was like pouring out of nowhere. I was like, I got to drink it. I can't let it hit the ground. You know? <laughs> nah, brother. But, but hey, I man, appreciate I'm glad you. You guys uh, enjoyed it, man. Yeah, um, dude. And you guys have listened to the album as well, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was gonna say, like, uh, again, we we appreciate we appreciate you coming on. Um, and for those of you who were in the raffle and maybe uh, didn't win or whatever the case may be, hopefully you can kiss ass to someone who did win and <laughs> you can share half or like take something or figure it out. Take but, a uh, swig. Yeah, let me just get a swig or just pour me a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, uh, is there anything else you want to you wanna add before we wrap it up? Any shout outs or anything you want to add? Or your IG plug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. No, first first off, I want to say, yo, this is Hip Hop Craft. And I want to say a shout out to the Kickback Podcast. Much love to Chris. Much love to Gil. Much love to all you guys, you know, for having me on. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And again, for those of you guys who listen, make sure you follow uh, follow Daniel. And um, unfortunately, the when you're going to listen to this, the raffle's over. But 
you know, <laughs> keep, keep your eye out. You never know when they drop another one. Like you said, he's know, he, he's right? always working like, on shit. So make sure you're, you keep your eyes out. Yeah, you got the there's, next. There's uh, going to be beer and music to come. That's for sure, man. Hell yeah. Appreciate right. you, brother. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And tune in next time. And have a great day. Appreciate you. Much love.